Now let's take a look at the bigger picture. Ahmed Riscos with us, Chief Investment Officer at Insignio. Thank you for being with us. So it's really evident the Fed is on this path. They will continue to raise rates as needed to fight inflation uh, throughout this year into next year, maybe January. Um, your thoughts on what you heard from Chair Powell and if, are, are they on the right track? So we think that the Fed, you know, let's be clear, the Fed committed a, a major policy mistake by keeping rates too low for too long. And, and now, they, you know, they suffered some loss of credibility. Now they're trying to talk markets and consumers and investors to thinking that they're going to do everything they can to bring down inflation, which rightly, which rightfully so, they should. However, they're getting very dangerously close to tipping this economy over into a recession. In fact, we're now predicting a recession. This has been a change from our view throughout the year. Uh, because we do think the Fed is going to invariably hike us into one, especially if we get in some of the upper projections of Fed funds rates, somewhere 475 and above that we're seeing out there. We think at that point, monetary policy becomes very restrictive, and a mild recession is pretty much uh, uh, a sure thing at that point. Well, that's the whole thing, too, whether or not it will be a mild recession. You had Chair Powell saying, you know, no idea uh, if we're a recession or how deep it will be. It just that uncertainty in the way they're presenting it and others who say if there's going to be a recession is likely to be mild. Which one is it? No idea. Or I mean, are, could we be headed for something horrific? Well, look, I'll tell you the, the same reasons we think it's going to be a mild recession, the reasons why we, we started the year uh, sort of so positive on growth here and it has to do with basically the strength of the labor market, the U.S. labor market that's still quite strong and also uh, uh, consumer and corporate balance sheets are in, rel in relatively good shape. We also don't see many of the imbalances out there that you normally see associated with severe recessions, such as uh, as you did in 2008 with the, global, uh, with the global financial crisis or during the pandemic. In fact, the only places that we saw excesses have largely been taken out. We're talking about cryptos, long duration assets like tech and the long bonds. A lot of those assets, remember, have been deflated. So inflation has come off a lot on those things. And those positions, we found them to be quite extreme. And those have come off quite, quite substantially off their highs. And the process of what they're doing now just doesn't seem like there's a lot of history to go along with it. I mean, people are looking back to the 70s and Paul Volcker days. Um, you know, some are saying, look, mortgage rates are, oh, has have been 6 7% for many years. But nothing has happened in the way that it's happening now, right? And you had the pandemic, and then you have all these issues that have occurred, and everything's sort of happening at one time. Yeah, um, I agree with you there. I mean, the comparison to the 1970s is, is an easy one, but it's also an incomplete one. Uh, you have to remember, uh, CPI levels there were around 12%. Uh, Long-term inflation expectations were around 12%. That's not the case today. Uh, inflation is much lower, and long-term inflation expectations are much lower. In fact, they're, they're pretty well anchored. Um, also, the composition of the labor market is completely different now than what it was back in the 1970s. You had a much higher level of union activity back then. Uh, labor had a, a lot more power in negotiations with, uh, with capital owners. That's simply not the case today. So um, very different environment, similar in, in some respects, but very different in others. And you know, Jeremy Siegel has been talking, and I know you have this in your notes, 
um, he's been sort of taking on the Fed to a certain extent. We're also waiting on a, on a GDP print um, this week as well. Tell me a little bit about the dynamic of what's going on and who may be on point. Yeah, Thursday we'll get that print for GDP. Yeah, these GDP numbers, I have to tell you, we need to sort of de-emphasize them a bit. They're, they're, they're a bit off. The pandemic has thrown them off, and I'll tell you why. Uh, in the long run, gross domestic income and gross domestic product should match, right? They're kind of two sides of the same point. Um, we've seen a massive disconnect between GDP and gross domestic income. I mean, gross domestic income, the last two prints were 1.8 and 1.6, and the last two GDP prints were uh, uh, in the negative territory, those are likely to converge onto one another as a time. So I'm pretty sure that we're going to have upward revisions to GDP. So these GDP figures mean less so than they normally do, because remember, they're quite lagging. They're very backward looking. Yeah. All right. Point taken. Ahmed Risco, thank you. Chief thank you. Investment Officer at Insignio. Good to see you.